Welcome back to the Your Comedy Coach Podcast. I'm your comedy coach, Linda Landeros. In today's episode, I answer the question, is improv a scam? But first, a word from our sponsors, which is me. I sponsor myself. And the way I do that is by telling you about my online comedy classes. I teach two online classes for the platform Udemy. The first one is Intro to Comedy. In this class, I teach you the fundamentals of stand-up, improv, and sketch in an integrated way. And by the end of the course, you'll learn how to write jokes, characters, and sketches to perform live on stage or on social media. Speaking of which, my second online course is TikTok Marketing for Comedians. In this course, I teach you how to grow a following on the platform TikTok and how to use comedy to gain fans. To learn more about both of these classes, you can head on over to the link tree in the description box or in the show notes. You can also learn more about my online comedy coaching and soon in-person comedy classes. You're going to want to join my email list in order to stay up to date with the latest course offerings. Now back to the program. Is improv a scam? This is a question that someone asked me on Instagram. My answer is, yeah, it is a scam, but also no, it's not a scam. What? Linda, make up your mind. Okay, let me break it down. I think improv itself as an art form is not a scam. It's actually a really beautiful art form that should be preserved and passed down to future generations of comedians. But under capitalism, improv has the potential to become a scam and has indeed been scammy. First, let's talk about why improv isn't a scam. The art of improv teaches you how to make something out of nothing. You learn game, which is pattern, essentially. And discovering and breaking patterns is the simplest way we make people laugh. You trigger the element of surprise. But the concepts that you learn in improv are really, really helpful to the greater art form of comedy as a whole. For example, you learn the concept of yes and. Yes and means to agree and to add more information. And yes and is one of the most important concepts you need to master in order to build an improv scene. It's how you build something out of nothing. You also learn how to make your scene partner look good, which is really important when it comes to collaboration. The way to make yourself look good is to make your scene partner look good. Another important concept you learn is to ask, if this is true, what else is true? These are the types of questions you ask yourself as an improviser in order to build the scene. Improv is also an important part of the creative process that all artists embrace from musicians to actors to visual artists, painters, etc. Any kind of art, you need improv. Think about like jazz, for instance. A lot of jazz music is improvised and there's a lot of collaboration going on in the moment and being present and listening. And that's a really important muscle to work on as an artist. And you need that in comedy as well. Your ability to listen and be present and in the moment so that you can respond in the moment. That's what improv teaches you. It also gives you the tools to tell stories and create engaging content. If you study comedy, but you have other ambitions, like you want to produce a web series or write a screenplay or a regular play or a novel, whatever it is that you want to do that involves storytelling, improv gives you the tools to tell stories and to take that idea you have for a story and build it and to, again, create something out of nothing. Improv is also 
a really fascinating art form to study because its origins lie in the classroom. And this is how I initially became interested in improv was as an elementary school teacher because a lot of these improv games that we think of were developed by Viola Spolin to help children in the inner cities learn how to get along in integrated classrooms because you had students from various racial and ethnic and cultural backgrounds in integrated classrooms for the first time. So these improv games taught collaboration, teamwork, respect, listening, listening and responding, I should say, and most importantly, cooperation. Improv teaches us how to solve problems, how to collaborate and how to cooperate with one another, which is what you need if you're going to work with a bunch of people on set for a movie or a TV show. You're collaborating with lots of different types of artists and comedians to create something bigger than you alone can create on your own. So that's just like in a nutshell why improv isn't a scam and why it's very valuable to study improv as a comedian. But let's talk about why improv is a scam because there is some truth to this idea. And I kind of want to start off with how improv sells itself to the student, to the consumer. And this is why I say improv becomes a scam once capitalism gets involved. Because if you think of a lot of the bigger improv schools, the Groundlings, Second City, the Upright Citizens Brigade, many famous comedians that we all know and love have come out of these institutions. As a result, these institutions use that as a carrot to dangle in front of all the students to get them to pay $500 per improv class because they kind of dangle the idea that you too can get cast on Saturday Night Live if you go through our improv program. That idea is a scam because no institution can promise you that type of transformation. The only transformation they can give you is the knowledge. And even then, you are responsible for your own transformation. You are responsible for showing up, for doing your best, for listening and for learning and really applying yourself. You are ultimately responsible for your own transformation no matter where you go study improv. And yes, it's possible that by studying at so-and-so's improv school that you may get to audition for Saturday Night Live or audition for something else. The thing is, every year, and I'm just using SNL as an example here, but many people audition for SNL every year and there are only so many spots. And if you think about how many people want to be on SNL, yeah, not everyone that wants to is going to get a spot on that show because the numbers just don't number. The math doesn't math. So when they dangle this idea in front of you that you could get scouted by Lorne Michaels, that's scammy because there's so much more that goes into the decisions behind who gets cast on Saturday Night Live that I don't think these improv institutions are really keeping up with. I don't think that they even truly know. And they shouldn't even focus on that. Yes, these students help them give them a good reputation, but we set ourselves up to get scammed if we blindly believe that because it happened for Will Ferrell, it'll happen for me. So when an improv theater or any institution boasts a little too hard about 
what can happen for you, I'd be extra cautious because you shouldn't sign up for an improv class because you want to be on SNL. Well, you can. You just have to separate it. You should sign up for an improv class because you have the money to spend on it and because you want to learn. And that is it. You know, another reason why improv is a scam and speaking to this idea of like dangling, you know, promises of getting cast on these big comedy shows, the whole concept of house teams can also lead to some scam-like behavior. House teams are improv teams that are put together by the teachers, the directors, the coaches, anyone who has a position of authority within the institution. And that in itself can be a scam. Many times when I was an improv student, especially at UCB, they always told us, if you want to get on a Herald team, which was their version of a house team, get to know all the people who are on the committee who'd make those decisions. And I understand why that's important because you do want to get to know people, but then it's like, why do you have auditions in the first place? If you're only going to choose people you already know, sometimes our love of improv and our love of being on a house team can also lead to some cult like behavior where people blindly worship their improv directors, improv coaches, teachers, etc. And I'm not saying you shouldn't respect them. Please do respect your teachers, your coaches, etc. But don't blindly follow them because not even they know everything. And the only thing they can give you is their feedback in the capacity that you're working with them in. That's it. But along the lines of house teams and improv coaches and getting yourself in front of the people who make the decisions of whether or not you get on a team, there's an element of pay to play that comes into the picture. Because in the example that I'm giving you with UCB, when, you know, the advice they gave us every year before Herald auditions was to get to know the people on the committee. And many of the people on the committee were improv coaches. So what's the best way to get to know them? by hiring them to coach your improv session, which means you have to pay to play. And most of the people who get on those Herald teams are the ones who are most well-known by everyone because they have the money and the resources to take an endless amount of classes and to do an endless number of coaching sessions with all the people who make those decisions. And because you have to pay so much money to do improv and there's like no paying improv jobs other than like doing improv on a cruise ship or teaching corporate workshops that in itself is a scam because there's just not a whole lot of paid improv opportunities for everyone out there and that's where they really need to focus on their messaging and telling you what they can and cannot guarantee improv has also had some issues with inclusion and diversity. And this isn't specific to improv comedy. This is specific to America. No, the world. <laughs> okay. This is the effects of living in a colonized world. If you look at a lot of improv teams, most of them are cis white male. Like if you look at the people on the team, they are cis white male. When I was on my first improv house team, I was the only woman of color the only person of color, I should say, and as you can see, I'm not, I don't even have that much color, but I was also only one of two women and the rest of the team was six white guys. Before you come for me, it's nothing against white people. 
But the fact that you expect me to thrive on an improv team that doesn't reflect the environment that I grew up in, because I grew up in the Bay Area. I grew up in a very multicultural environment. So it's, I felt like I was regressing moving to LA and getting placed on these teams with nothing but white people and having the burden of having to speak up for so many marginalized groups whenever they made problematic jokes and, you know, always feeling like everyone hates me because I'm that girl that's always like saying like, you can't say that word anymore. It's 20, whatever. And to this day, in light of everything that's happened, improv schools still have issues with diversity. Back in 2020, when the George Floyd protests were going on, and there was a period where all these corporations and businesses were posting their black squares on Instagram, right? And the improv schools, UCB, Groundlings, Second City, they all came out to say, yes, we support Black Lives Matter. And in the case of Second City, for instance, Many prominent black comedians that came out of that program got together and they said, "Uh, uh, uh, you're not going to act like you're on the right side of history because our experiences don't reflect what you're saying is true about your institutions. And they put together an open letter signed by all these prominent black comedians. And they basically called out Second City and said, posting a black square is bullshit. If you want to do better, you actually have to do better. And it starts from the top. You have to have diversity at the top, at the decision-making level. Improv schools are still slow to get with the times, though. Another thing that has come up within these improv schools, and again, this is not specific to improv, this is specific to patriarchy, but sexual harassment. Every improv school that I have taken classes at has had issues with teachers crossing the line teachers engaging in relationships with their students, which I think is a huge no-no, and just lots of inappropriate behavior because once you give a certain group of people a little bit of power, they abuse it. And there were just so many awful stories that came out of iOS, which no longer exists, I think in part due to its severe issues with sexual harassment, UCB, Groundlings, Second City, every improv school, every... I guarantee you every institution in America has a lot of reckoning to do when it comes to sexual harassment and doing better for women. And I think this is serious because I think especially when teachers cross that line with their students, you're robbing them of a learning experience because it becomes a huge distraction. And I think to the student, they feel that by engaging in a relationship with their teacher or with their coach or with someone who's in a position of power, that that is going to help them get ahead. Because that kind of has been the case. Men have historically used their positions of power to get what they want from women and promise them things in exchange for sexual favors. Finally, the cost of doing improv really is a scam. At the Groundlings, I spent over, I think it's over $500 for each improv class. It's like five something. Actually, I think it's about $500 everywhere. I think that's like the average. And that's really expensive. And if you don't live near one of these cities and you don't have a disposable income, yeah, it's going to add up. And the cost itself is going to keep a lot of people out of improv. Plus, all the time that you have to spend on 
practice sessions all the times you have to pay a coach it's just a very expensive art form considering it's an art form where you create something out of nothing right like there's no props involved you don't need any special equipment to do improv you just need yourself and your creativity but it's so fucking expensive to pursue that is why it's a scam the ultimate takeaway is this study improv if you can afford it and you have the means to do so acknowledge how lucky you are to be able to do so there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that privilege that you have we all have privileges practice gratitude and focus on learning for yourself and your personalized goals if your only goal in studying improv is to get on a herald team or a house team you're going to set yourself up for failure i'm not saying it's not a nice goal to have and you should go for those opportunities but improv should be for you and for whatever your bigger picture is and i just want to remind you that some of the best comedians some of our most favorite comedians who have created some of the most memorable pieces of work whether it's a tv show or a comedy special many of them were never accepted onto house teams my favorite example of this is abby jacobson and alana glazer from broad city these two young women met at ucb in new york and they auditioned to be on herald teams a few times i believe and were always rejected they because they hit it off in class and working together they decided fuck it we're gonna write our own web series and we're gonna produce it and we're going to star in it and they created broad city as a web series it is on youtube you can watch the original broad city they're you know five minute episodes or so and the thing is they're not shot with the best quality but the comedy is there the story is there the game is there the best comedians are the ones who pave their own path so don't be afraid to pave your own all right that's all i have for this episode of the your comedy coach podcast Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please share it. No, please subscribe, then rate it and share it. If you'd like to learn more about me, you can go to yourcomedycoach.com. You can also visit the link tree that's in the description box or the show notes. You can check out my online classes there as well. And if you have a question that you would like me to answer on the podcast, send me a DM on Instagram, which by the way, make sure you're following at your comedy coach on Instagram and TikTok. And yes, send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know your question, or you can join me on one of my TikTok lives and ask there and I'll answer it for you. All right. I will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Adios.